welcome everyone to Stones of the Woman in My Life. My name is Brennan. And joining me tonight is Nicole. Who said Jess? Hello. She's not here. Uh, hey, that's Spencer. okay. I'll be standing, Jess. <laughs> You'll be Nicole. And then uh, Mama Kay is also with us. I'll be Mama Kay. Yeah. We can no. all be ourselves. We can all be ourselves. That's okay. I'll try. You don't want to be yourself? Why don't you be each other? That'd be a fun review. Oh. You have to pretend to be the other person and and review it. Ooh, I just that's a oh. that, review it review it. We like another person, like one of our other co-hosts. Okay, that's another time. Uh, tonight we are doing Priscilla, Priscilla, the new 2023 Sofia Coppola movie about Priscilla Presley. Oh, because I we did say Priscilla. I watched Priscilla, oh, Queen Priscilla. of the Desert. Uh oh. Yeah. We'll have this to is uh, be we'll, interesting. We'll have to see, uh, yeah, the comparison points. How how much crossover there is? <laughs> not a, not a ton. I really of, didn't. I watched the Elvis one. Mm. Priscilla, new Sofia Coppola movie. First, uh, what are we going to start? First, Sofia Coppola movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Lost in Translation is the most famous, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did. Did we do On the Rocks? I feel like we didn't do On the Rocks. We didn't. Like, we talked uh, about it. We talked about it on the top five show because it was on your top five yeah. that year, I think, or maybe an honorable mention. I don't remember, but. Uh, uh, so a few couple of movies. Okay, you 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 have opinion on on those? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know that I don't seek them out. Let's start with that. But as I was looking down the list, I'm like, okay, she's not super prolific. You know, there's not something every year that I need to look at from her. And I did notice that I forgot about the Virgin Suicides. So I mm, yeah, that's her first. Yeah. I think that's her first feature. That was the first one. Yeah, and and I did enjoy that. And I do enjoy Lost in Translation. So, yeah, I guess I'm I'm up on that. They're they're a little slow, so you have to be you you can't be tired. When you they start. are yes, even even at the, her best, they are. I call them very sleepy movies. They're the pleasant little sleepy movies where mm. like it's like like melancholic wealthy people kind of wander around. Um, <laughs> Uh, Nicole, have you uh, familiar with any of these movies we've talked about? This director, anything? Uh, one of my colleagues will be very upset to hear that I don't think I've ever seen a Sofia Coppola movie. We were oh. talking about that at work, and and she was like, "Those are some of my favorites," and I, I was like, "I oh, I don't think I could name one." So <laughs> we were talking about uh, Marie Antoinette. Actually, mm. oh. I've actually not seen that one. I haven't either. I've, I probably should because I my, I think my favorite Sofia Coppola movie is The Beguiled, which is also historical. Um, but that's I like that one because it's the only Sofia Coppola movie where like there's a narrative drive, like because like I said, all the other movies are just kind of wandering around like with people, and it's moderately like it's like enjoyable usually at her when she's making good stuff. But Beguiled has like a plot. Beguiled has like tension and like things happen in it, and I'm like, ooh, this is. She should make movies that have things happen in them all the time. Yeah, that's not exciting. Sophia. That's not her trademark. No, so. she likes to. She she films the ceiling fan. Um, Is it because yeah, Nemo so, Baby? Well, I mean, it's, we can talk. It could about be it. an argument. We yeah. could be an argument. On the other side of things, last year we did Elvis, which was big, huge Baz Luhrmann movie. We for the I don't remember what everyone thought. I liked it. I know Nicole. It was her number one movie of the year. So she, we know Nicole liked Elvis. Um, Mama Kay, I don't remember where you landed on Elvis. Yeah, I was not the biggest fan of that movie. 
anti. Oh, I feel like you were flirting with the bottom five for Elvis, if I recall. <laughs> I feel like you were. I feel like you were really down on Elvis. For some yeah, reason. I honestly can't remember, but I do remember it. I mean, it didn't make me mad like other movies have made me mad. But um, mm, yeah, this I will was... be an interesting top five this show this year. You're gonna be. This will be lots of fighting. Uh, whatever. That's later. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of fighting this fight. year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No, we're gonna uh, spoil it. Uh, though. We're gonna spoil it here now if you haven't seen it, but uh, I haven't even gotten to it yet. I was oh, I was sorry. giving a lot of intro. Because we had two sides of the intro. We had to do the Sofia Coppola side, and then we had to do the we did Elvis. Elvis. And it was a big thing for us last year. This right. is like a companion piece. This is what it's about. When teenager Priscilla, oh, Bellu meets El- whatever. When Priscilla French meets Elvis Presley at a party, the man who's already a meteoric rock and roll superstar becomes someone entirely unexpected in private moments. A thrilling crush, an ally in loneliness, and a gentle best friend. This has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes with critics, 63 with the audience, 7-1 IMDb. That's pretty, that's pretty standard for a good Sofia Coppola movie, so that's a good sign. If you haven't seen uh, Priscilla, theaters, gonna spoil it, and... Here we go. So, movie spans 15, what, how old is she? Ages 15 to 27. So, it's just the it's just the years of Priscilla when she's with Elvis. Um, from meeting him at, as like a 14-year-old uh, in a strange way. Uh, she's sitting at a diner. <laughs> a, she's sitting at a diner and like a guy comes in. He's like, hey, you you want you should come to this thing. I don't know you at all, but like it's uh, you should come to it. And it's uh, it's a big, you know, Elvis is going to be there and you know, you should you should come to it. Like she's just, she's just a girl. Like she's just like some random girl. Like truly out of nowhere. And Priscilla's got a military family, protective, but they reluctantly let her go. And again, it's a Sofia Coppola movie, so it's kind of just quiet little talky things. But Elvis and uh, Elvis and Priscilla hit it off, and we follow their strange lives uh, as they go, where they live in, they're living separate lives, and she's kind of locked away sometimes and put you have to be here and sectioned off and Elvis is running all over and in his private moments as I said very gentle very sweet but then he's also got a temper and he's also kind of man-childish and uh, so we, we gotta we're gonna navigate this very complicated world that this very young girl has just happened to find herself in and uh Mama Kay why don't you start us off what did you think of Priscilla um Priscilla uh, I'm worried. Tell me, do you think mm. what what do you think the Oscar situation is going to be with this movie? Cuz I need to start somewhere. It's hard to start with with her movies honestly because I feel like because it's a little like like, you know. Well, you just heard me read the description. I'm like, what happens in it? You know, we we watch her they talk in rooms. Yeah. Okay. You know, they they go from here to there. There's no narrative thrust. We just but, we're just watching people. Well, you're <laughs> watching a, people, but you're also for me anyway. I'm making judgment choices the whole movie. Like I'm judging her. I'm judging him. Yeah. I'm judging them together. I'm judging the people all around them. So I am actually invested in and awake in this movie because my brain is on high alert about all. The red flags. This movie should be called Red Flags because that's all it is. Um, it's there's not even you know any. What's the one down? Yellow flags, I guess. Is that what's less there, than red? There's confusing. I had to this some like confusing flags. Beige, beige, beige flags. <laughs> beige flags. 
Right. He's, sad it, sad it's, beige. It's more flags. like um like Elvis has got the flags like uh, those like Coast Guard flags where they're trying to bring the ships in, but like but Sophia Co- or uh, Priscilla doesn't read read that language, so uh, the flags are very confusing. Yeah, well, scary. that's really interesting because like Elvis finds her so interesting to talk with, and I'm like, do you mean to talk to? Because that's actually talk at talk at because she's a 14 year old girl. What can you possibly have <laughs> in common with her? You're 24 years old. That would be like my youngest son dating uh, one of the freshman girls on my block, and I don't condone that. Um, I don't Elvis. Find that. Real quick, starting off, Elvis is 21 and she's 15? Is that the Elvis starting point? Elvis is 24. Or? I thought he was 19. I, I thought he was. Priscilla meets... He's okay. 10 years older than her. And, it's 10. It's 10 year gap. Okay. All right. 10 year gap. Uh, That's... We'll, yeah. 19 we'll and 21 it, yeah. sounds better, but it's still not good. But 24 is bad. Like... Yeah. And people were different back then, too. Like, 24 then was like, it's like oh 30 now as far as like what you've it's, done with your life. Right. It's funny that you say that uh, things were different back then because your dad's a pretty big Elvis fan, not like in a fanatical way, but he likes him and he likes the Elvis movie. Yeah. And you guys do too. Um, Recent converts, actually. I I never gave a shit growing up, but yeah, just last couple of years. It's going to Graceland. That makes the difference, right? Because that's what it did for daddy. It, it it's shockingly interesting. Like it's yeah. like wow, I had no idea. But yeah, yeah continue. <laughs> so he's you know he's bringing up the, he says the things of you know time, times were different back then. I'm like times are never different enough where a grown adult man should be pursuing a 14 year old girl or a grown adult mm. woman shouldn't be pursuing a 14 year old boy. None of that is okay. Um, so when I got stuck on that in the beginning. I had to let it go real quick because I'm like, I know this is true. I know this is the story. I'm going to try to embrace what Sofia Coppola is doing. And here. this is how, and this is how the adults probably reacted. Cause I know you, again, when th- we say th- times are, times are different. It may have still been psychologically incorrect, but it was socially accepted more. It, it must've been like, it was released in the South. Like, I, I don't know. Like, because no one cares, <laughs> because no one cares. And it's not just cause he's rich. Like, you know, th- there it were, could be. Th- th- that, could that be. happened back then. 16 year olds and 15 year olds got married off to dudes in their late, in their early twenties back then that happened, you know, probably way, way, way more than it happens now. And it probably didn't make, everybody uncomfortable it probably only made some people uncomfortable whereas now we'd be like yeah that's weird but there's also the added element of elvis being a famous guy at this time like why even if she knew it was morally wrong and and her parents knew it was more morally wrong like who cares it's elvis like they didn't care they it, it was like okay as long as he says he's a good guy and you know he was in the military and everything like I don't think at that point they had anything wrong to base it off of to say this is not right. I mean, we're coming off a time where people used to own people. The, the, the grandparents were, were still alive in that time. So it's not like they, we've come a long way, but like we just we weren't there yet in humanity. We, we didn't uh, we didn't see that. I mean, there's some some countries still don't. To even see that, so. we we yeah, that's true. But I'm trying. So I'm as I'm thinking about all this, and I'm trying to watch the movie, and I'm trying to think of like, well, so what is? Why did she do this movie, and what is she trying to say with this? I'm not entirely sure. Like, what I can't imagine as a female director that her take on it is that is it's as innocent as she sort of portrays it to be, or is she? 
portraying it like that. Oh, you think this is soft? I, I'm not sure what I think about it. I want to think that it's actually <laughs> a social commentary about it done in a way that's not in your face, you know? Um, oh, you think, like, this is supposed to be a picking at the world of Elvis and not just Elvis and Priscilla. It's more of, like... This is a critique on the whole thing, and look, look how look how look how it's all look how they're all acting, kind of thing. I'm just wondering why somebody of our time frame would choose mm-hmm. to make this story if they weren't saying something about it. Is she just saying that it's a love story? Because I think you are more hung up on the age thing than most people. Honestly, I really do. Like, I think, like, I, I know think we're at a hundred percent right because I am half your age plus seven, and if that's not it, I, I'm not. I, I agree it. with the half your age plus seven rule because I think I think it's the it's it's the best rule for. But but not everyone feels that way. There's huge age gaps all the time, and it's, I know it's not, not even, like as I like an. It's not like you and I are like thinking that that's weird. The three of us, I think, all sit with saying a ten year age gap at this age is extremely odd, but. I don't think it's eighty percent or ninety percent. I think we're I think we're at like the forties or fifties. I don't know. I really I think there's a huge. I think I do get infuriated by it. I get infuriated by uh, by Hollywood and Hollywood men who think that it's perfectly okay to do these because they're still doing it now. It's not like it's stopped because society really is telling it hard you... for you to watch the rest of the movie. That, no, that, I, uh... it didn't because I was I was waiting for the story, and that's kind of a hard. Well, that was a mistake. Sophia these... Coppola movie is no story. Well, I was trying to. I'm yeah, and maybe yeah. I was I, I was really being very analytical about it and not just about the age thing i was being that's why i asked the question about what do you think is going to happen come oscar season because i've heard buzz about this actress and i can't tell you it was like watching paint dry on wonder bread her acting was not acting at all it was one simple note am i wrong nicole help me yeah nicole let's transfer to you because i know i was help me understand and you were, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> hey, Nicole. Hey. <laughs> um, I was uh, generally perturbed throughout the beginning of the movie. Um, I found her acting to be, um, to her benefit, very juvenile. Um, because that's what she's supposed to be, is 14 years old. I just looked them up, and the actor and actress are the same age, which is so crazy, because she uh, definitely leaned into that adolescent role. I Um, thought she did a good job of age portrayal. We could get into the specifics of, is she a good Priscilla? But age-wise, I thought she passed on both ends. Yeah, Yeah, she definitely looked um, young teen. She acted young teen. so I thought that she was was very good in that sense. Um, I'll, I will say in the beginning, they really gave me the creeps. The <laughs> This relationship really gave me the creeps. Okay. because And how everybody ju- like just let it go, right? 
Yeah, I mean, the friends at the party, not even the men at the party, like, they probably didn't give two shits, but I know that (laughs) they (laughs) showed the the woman friends, and they had a little bit of of, of speculation about it, you know, they were chit-chatting a little bit, but nothing to bring up concern to Priscilla or pull her aside and say, hey, is this okay with you? Like, nobody stood up for her, and, um... It was just, I, I like the way that they, uh, they, I mean, the director and, and all, um, put together that little montage of her wearing these little girl dresses up until she's going out in Vegas and wearing these more uh, adult outfits and right. this extravagant luxury. Um, she had to grow up so quickly and I think that that was portrayed very well. Um, but <laughs> as the movie went on and I'm like, all right, we've established this now. She's had to grow up really quickly. She had a child very young. Now what do we do? And the answer to that is we do nothing. We end the we movie. Just, <laughs> yeah, we watch another hour of <laughs> 10 years of nothing. Uh, so um i will say that by the end of the movie when it was over and the last scene completed and it went to black river and i what did i turn to you and say brendan i'm like what the fuck was the point of that <laughs> that was your point that was exactly what you said he was like what was the point of that i said I, I this is exactly what i thought was gonna happen like it's a speakable movie it's fucking wander around it's fucking wander around and then nothing happens it's what happens <laughs> It's uh, it's a lot of wandering. It's a lot of shopping, and it's a lot of staring uh, out a window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of holding dog and then holding baby, <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I am also curious of what the thought process was for making this. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in modern day discussion about it and how. Uh, Priscilla actually feels about the movie and mm. how Lisa Marie felt about the movie before she passed away and um, yeah it's, I, I was curious at that point to see what all the hullabaloo was about you know and she, and I know that like Lisa Marie was not thrilled about how her father was portrayed um, not like it's a big surprise, right? I mean, no, I can read the. Uh, I'll read the excerpt here too. I was I, when you told me that uh, Nicole. At first, you said Priscilla and Lisa both didn't like it. But I was like, I think Priscilla's a producer on it. Like, I don't. Yeah. I think she at she least was. signed off on it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she's like screaming I, she from the was rooftops. Probably upset with how Lisa Marie felt about it. You know, maybe, maybe she's sad that her daughter was upset. But yeah, this is Lisa Marie in a. What is it? This is what she said to Coppola in like a email exchange. Uh, My father only comes across a predator and manipulator live as his daughter i don't read this and see any of my father in this character i don't read this and see my mother's perspective of my father i read this and see your shockingly vengeful and contemptuous perspective and i don't understand why <laughs> that's what lisa marie feels about this yeah movie, so <laughs> did uh I mean, sophia coppola respond to that because that i don't have a response me... from her oh, but that... i my I, my guess is probably she was I mean, my guess is she's diplomatic about it because that's what you would do. You'd be like, "I'm right. sorry you feel that way, but I, I this is how I this like, is the I'm story. Going to make this exactly this is how the story is. I see yeah. it in your mother's writings." So, and it had yeah. to get past Priscilla's approval to make the damn thing because I feel like she would 
you know, that could end up in a in a lawsuit for and all was, we know if it's uh, slander, you know, yeah, whatever. And it was based on the book that Priscilla wrote, so it's yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I'm thinking nothing that, that I think. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, no, no. Um, I was just say it's nothing that I I don't think we already had a a preconceived notion about exactly. or things that weren't already brought up in other pieces of media about him. Right. It's not like this is brand new content. <laughs> right. I, I feel um, that's what, that's exactly what I was going to say is that it's more um, that this actually feels like it's got a soft hand to it, even in the parts where he's, um, you know, he, he gets violent toward her. It's not, it's, I don't, I hate to say this because as a woman, you would never say something like this, but it's like violence light, you know, uh, he throws something that it's lands. okay to draw distinctions between levels of violence. Like, you know, a, a slap <laughs> and a, and a punch are different. Like they just, I are. feel like, like she, <laughs> I feel like the abuse was probably bigger than what was portrayed. And I think when I've seen other Elvis things or even, you know, read other Elvis things that it feels, um, like that was more happening than, I mean, he was really a tortured soul doesn't give him carte blanche to do any of that but um i think that i think that this was a much more gentler version so you do think it was soft you you think it was it was gnarlier than what was shown i just don't think it was uh you know her movies are always um ethereal and you have to embrace that piece of it when you're seeing this movie. You don't have to agree with it. I'm not saying that I think that's what happened in real life. Um, I think that's her version of telling the story. And I think Priscilla probably liked it because it you don't you've already had your ex-husband's name dragged through the mud for so many things um, that why not have a kinder, gentler tale? to be told it was it's interesting that the film i don't feel like they showed enough good times together to justify Mm -hmm. that like i feel like it was all pretty negative um excuse me i mean everything that she everything that we saw that she had to deal with was the negative aspects of it. So I can't say anything about their relationship in a positive way, not knowing anything else about it because all they showed was her getting, um, you know, uh, emotionally and and physically, uh, abused by him. So it does put the other Elvis movie into a different perspective for me. The one that came out last year, because, Mm -hmm. um, not only was he dealing with all this stuff in the background, but they actually, it sounded like they brought up the Colonel in this movie, right? He was talking. Yeah, he's all background right. in this. Yeah. There's no Colonel in the, in the movie, right. but yeah, on the but phone. He, he's talking to him yeah. on the phone a couple times. And like thinking about those two paths of his life crossing at, at the same time like this, like, I feel bad for her. (laughs) There's no getting out of this. I'm gonna point a point a colonel scene at, or there's no colonel scenes, but and maybe I missed it. But when she's getting mad at him for reading the philosophy books because he's he's like you have to learn because like there's a lot of girls who would who would feel very special right now for me reading this philosophy to them, and she's like this is fucking the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And then the next scene, like he he won't listen to her. And the next scene, the colonel calls and tells him no more books. It's a waste of time, and he burns all the books. Did Priscilla do that? 
the Brazil tell the colonel and be like, hey, this is distraction from your thing, from your from your enterprise, from your money. Mm. And he's not going to listen to me. I'm I'm a I'm his you know little girl wife, but he'll listen to you, Colonel. Like, <laughs> I, I, I did okay. So this sounds like I didn't miss like a drop line or something. But wouldn't that be make wouldn't like a filmmaking's perspective that would make interesting sense, thought. right? Like a, if you're telling a story, like oh, what a clever way to show Priscilla has agency, which is part yeah. of my I, I enjoyed the movie. Like I enjoyed watching it. It's a hot. It's a, on the higher end of uh, of Sofia Coppola movies for me, um, but. It, Priscilla is because she's so young for most of it and because she's just kind of a pawn moving around she doesn't have any agency as a character so she's just yeah. she's not really a character she's kind of like an object for us to watch for a lot of it she doesn't do things because she can't do things so we have to watch things done to her and that's it's like like interesting some of the, the shots are great like and like some of the stuff is tense like when elvis throws the chair at him in that one scene like i'm like oh my god like i like i jumped in my it was a jump scare like ah uh, like <laughs> and like when when she's make making him uh just pack your shit and leave or but then there's also tender ones where like like when they're like do, doing the pictures and having fun and being silly together like if you could push past all the age stuff like it's it's like a cute fun and it works for me from a I'm watching a movie. the The scene is working, kind of thing. But again, it's meandering. It doesn't go anywhere. You know, it's not going to go anywhere. Like so, it's it, it is. I, I agree with you at the end, where we're like, well, what was the point of that movie at the end? Like, <laughs> I don't know what the point of it was. I, I the if I think of like why would Sofia Coppola make this movie? Now I'm yes. thinking more. All right, let's why? start at the let's start at the bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll answer Mama K, Circle back to Mama's case question now. Why would Sofia Coppola make this movie? So Sofia Coppola, the Nepo baby, of course. Father is Francis Ford Coppola, one of the greatest, uh, I don't know if he's still alive, but one of the greatest directors of all time. Uh, and uh, so, very famous connected family, all of her cousins and not, so connected. And she, I, as we talk about, we've I don't know if we've done a, I would love to do a deserving and non-deserving Nepo baby uh, discussion. Like who's, <laughs> like Angelina Jolie, perfect example, earns it because yeah. she surpassed, she surpasses her father. So yes. you have, you have now earned your celebrity status yeah. or, you know, like you take that you take like Sophia Coppola was one who have always been on the line for me because she makes good enough stuff where I'm like, yeah, that's worth it. Like I can see that. And like, but then there's some times where I'm like, mm, maybe you're just kind of rich girl who doesn't want to like, and that's what Priscilla is in this too. Like she's swept away. She gets this fabulous life, but it's not easy being Priscilla because you don't have any agency at all. And you are just an object. But you have you're a nice object. You're an object that's treated very well for the most part, except in those couple of quiet moments. But like otherwise, like your life is so special, and I think that's why Sofia Coppola makes this because like she grew up in a world where like oh I'm thrust into this by a large by larger people than me, and I don't. She probably felt I don't have any agency at some point. I'm a young girl with all this attention and spotlight. I don't know how to handle this. And mm-hmm. then by the end of the movie, Priscilla finds herself, and by finding herself, she leaves and takes agency for the first time and makes the decisions and moves on with her life. So I think it's you know it's a coming of it's a coming of age for uh uh when you're thrust into privilege and everyone thinks how wonderful that must be, but there's a price to that all that privilege. Well, and possibly because Priscilla is still alive and worked on this movie, obviously that it, they had that commonality and those ties that made sense for this so that does make sense to me i didn't think about that piece of it i i hope that as a person priscilla has more uh personality than the priscilla on screen because honestly honestly i have never seen anybody be more cardboard in 
in in a long time in a role. <laughs> like, just nothing. Uh, the only times that she was emoting was when there was some sort of uh, anxiety on the scene, whether it was, uh, you know, having a chair thrown at her or whether it was, you know, her getting engaged to Elvis. Those things, everything else seemed really sad and terribly lonely. And you said that you enjoyed the pictures where they were, or the, the scenes where they were together and taking pictures. I mean, one time they were outside and kind of tumbling around, right? But then, or something, they were taking pictures, but then Elvis got Remember violent the montage? with her. Well, the, yes. That, uh, toward, toward the end of that, he... Oh, he accidentally, well, he hits yeah, her. But yeah, I, he, and she's like, oh, like, you always have to be so rough or something like that. Yeah, but, that's what it was. Yeah, like, he, they were roughhousing and he, like, he actually Oh, you always have to win. That's what yeah. she said. You always have to yeah, win. She, she did say that, which I didn't, I, I wasn't getting that from him yet. Like, very, or the first 45 minutes, Elvis doesn't, I don't see the flags yet. I mean, I know the flags are coming, but, like, I don't, if I'm in her perspective, in her shoes, like, I'm agreeably swept away at this point with her. Like, I'm like, well, what else am I going to do in this fucking boring town? I'm 14 and there's nothing to do. And my parents, like, what am I going to do? And then, <laughs> oh, the most German. exciting, the, mo- <laughs> the most exciting person in the world comes and wants to hang out with me. And he's, he's not like what everyone thinks he's like. Everyone thinks he's this big boisterous star. And in, the, and in the big rooms he is. But then when he sits and talks to me, he's so quiet and nice. And he, he's, it's a kindred spirit, lonely soul thing. And, and I guess you, <laughs> it sounds like you don't, Maybe by by Elvis's. Do you think Elvis is being genuine with her? Like when he's like in those quiet moments, or do you think he's just being pure manipulation no. and he's just a bad guy? Nicole, I think he's just uh, very uh, narcissistic yes. and and full of himself. Yes. And he, you should be honored to be spending time with me. Well, alone I, yeah, like he this. does. And also. Obviously. Again, their conversations were not conversations. It was him talking to her. And I like, you know, she listens to me. She just sits there and stares at you. And you probably do have the same mental intellect at that point in time because she's a 14-year-old girl and you're a 24-year-old man who, you know, doesn't think of anything but himself. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like we only, we didn't, that came across without having to watch it. Like, don't you think? Like, she didn't have to show that to us. I knew that was happening. What do you? What would you talk about? He was only interested. Well, uh, are, am I still famous back home? Do people still like me? You know. I, I don't know. I mean, we see like she struggles. That she's just very lonely because she has she like yeah she. I think he just connects to her because she's a lonely person when we meet her. It's hard to tell because we don't know anything about what she's like before. Elvis comes. But he doesn't care about anything with how she's feeling because he even admits to her that he's cheating on her with his co-star. Yeah, that's, that's true. He, he goes away so many times per year. Like, she has to decide, am I going to be okay with my husband going and cheating on me yeah. and being in the spotlight for it and I just have to go with it yeah. and pretend I don't care? And not allowing me to actually have a life because I right. can't have a life. I can't go work at the little clothing store a couple days first of all after school because i'm still in school um yeah do you not buy his uh his whole because he in the movie he's like i i don't want us to do anything serious until you're in it like until we're married to you're an adult like he he, he purposely does, try, does not have sex with her until she's an adult in the movie 
And so I didn't want to get her pregnant. Maybe. But I mean, I, I think there's a lot more to this than we know, because Priscilla maintains that fact that no, nothing happened till after they got married. I mean, no, they didn't. have. And I just don't like I, 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 I believe her. I believe her personally, like because I believe her because like the everything is presented to me plausibly. And if he's banging other women anyway, like I think he thinks yeah. of Priscilla differently. Like he I, that, and that's why when when they're together and they're and they're quiet things, and it, and it only feels like a manipulation when you when you see it from her end. After like all his lies, I really think like on his end, it's just it's it's wanting to have your cake and eat it too. It's wanting to go home to your quiet, perfect soulmate, but then still being able to do whatever the fuck you want when you're out on the road, fucking and drinking and partying and taking your drugs and being the rock star. But you still want to go home to your quiet soulmate and pretend that you're that quiet soulmate together. We take our pictures together, aren't we so nice? Oh, I take her around like like he wants both. He wants it both ways, and he's like, "Well, I'm the king. Why why can't I have it both ways? I'll just go." Well, and he did have it. both for ways. a long time, he had it both ways. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he executed his vision for a decade at least, and then I mean, you didn't. But there's a piece in the movie that they the don't. Run, but the piece in the movie that they don't say, and then that that is that her parents. First of all, that was her stepdad. That wasn't her. Her real dad died when she was little. That was her stepdad and her parents. One of the conditions of her going to Graceland, you know, being chaperoned at all times. Apparently, not in his bed, but at all other times. Um, is that he would marry her. And that was part of the conditional contract or whatever. You saw him signing contracts and stuff like that. So I think what it was is that he had a morals clause in his movie making situations and that he wasn't supposed to be, you know, doing things that he was doing. And so he has this perfect person sitting at home that's enabling him to maintain that PR status, that PR uh persona and that's her function like that's that makes me really sad to actually just say those words like that's what she is she is basically somebody to hold down the pr for it mm-hmm. keep yeah. the home fires burning what did he say she probably feels a lot of she probably feels a lot of regret or or guilt for what she did like guilt in in the sense of you know she worked so hard to convince her family to let her go and she decided she wanted to do this and probably regret that she realizes this is not the life that she wanted (laughs) but right i mean you can't you can't make yourself look bad and and in her mind she probably can't make elvis look bad so she's got to deal with it and it sucks and what sucks is like like this is what you have to you know, you think about most everybody like it, like we're all imperfect people and how imperfect and to what degree and what level is forgivable. And then mm-hmm. also when you throw in the fact like Elvis is an, enorm- an enormous thing. He's not just a human like he's like the, and he's the not just of, a celebrity. He's like a, he's not just he's a super him existing has changed so many other people's lives for better or worse that yeah. it's not it's different. So it's like a different level. Yeah. Having and so it, when you have that in like your head, like when you like we go to Graceland, we've given money to the estate of Elvis, and he like profits, <laughs> and he's clearly he was clearly welcome, a, he, he he was violent. Well, Priscilla, not Priscilla anymore. Riley Kehoe, Riley Kehoe is ranked in now. Yeah, good for her. I, there's another Nepo baby that I thought sucked for so many years, and then saw Zola, and goddamn, she's so good in Zola. I'm like, it's fucking worth it, worth worth all of it. She's so good in that. <laughs> another time, um, but. 
yeah, the, like he does very, very impactful, very complicated though. So is like Elvis a good thing? Good guy? Is he okay? Is it okay for people to like him? Like, are, are we forgivable for that? For he's an abuser. He he, he hit her at some point. Like he's a, ch- a child predator, you could say. Like, yep. and these are just the, these are just the things he did with her. Not let alone the other women. What about this? Is I mean, an perfect individual. But is it like that's is that okay? Like. Are we okay with that? Or do all of our celebrities need to be vetted and minty clean? Otherwise, cancel and throw them in the garbage. No, no room for nuance in our in the world anymore. It's hard to say in twenty twenty three. What's unforgivable? How? How? What? What is unforgivable? And how? Is there something like? I feel like our threshold is low enough. Not low enough. How do I phrase it? Like. It almost seems like no matter how much good you could do on one end, if you have this part of your personality, you simply cannot be good in the eyes of the world. Yeah, that's the problem because everybody's got, if you can dig up something, everybody has something that can be dug up. I mean, exactly. I, it doesn't matter who you are, but there definitely are levels of what that looks like. This is the problem with, uh, you know, entertainment personality. Like this is the problem with people becoming so enamored with what they see and what is told to them and what is fed to them generally is not even the people that still come off as being really good it's there they can't be as good as you have them made up in your head they just can't be so um that's probably yeah the bigger source of disappointment is that they are seen as so perfect and they're not like Ellen DeGeneres like who would have thought that she was a monster like she never made herself out to be that and and you know someone like Elvis is so well respected and enjoyed and then I think people just don't want to think about that bad part right but like like the best the the easy ones are like like if you're a child molester Dunsky Kevin Spacey you know Exactly. Kevin Spacey, persona non grata. Like, you can watch old right. stuff that he's in, I guess, if you want. But Harvey like, Weinstein. No, no one, no one, there you go. Perfect. Another example. But, like, so, like, th- those are easy, those are easy throw them out kind of cases. But, like, then there's, you get grayer. Like, you get to points where, like, he did a couple, a couple of things this one time 10 years ago. And, like, uh, how bad were the couple? Was it multiple times? Like, and, like, it, at a certain point, it's like speeding. Like, if everyone speeds, you can't. Or pull over everyone for speeding like if everyone right. if enough people are doing these things that are so horrible our threshold might be wrong well i think the thing that you have to remember is and you sort we sort of touched on it earlier is that it is hard to judge things with eyes that are 70 years old older or 60 years older than they were then times i i don't want to be trite about this because you don't you're not trite about times were things, different. but times were <laughs> times were different and we've grown and things have you know evolved and that's good and it's supposed to happen but to go back and to judge what was happening then based on what our moral forays are now are it's unfair um it's not yeah, that it's that, unjust that's, that's, it's just it's unfair. part of my point like wider point is like it's hard if you look at Almost like, like, like founding fathers owned slaves. So like, what are they all bad guys now? But, but they made a country. Like, I don't know. Like, isn't there a certain point where like, you have to be like, 
you can earn <laughs> you can earn well, badness in your like you can earn so much and do so much and create so much that if you have these things that would otherwise be horribly unforgivable, beating people and and taking advantage of a young woman, like you just put that in a box, yeah, you're terrible. But what if you did so many great things for so many other people for so long? Is that not is that all just well, you fucked up and now it's done. Like that's it. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of where we're at. That that is the cancel culture. I think I think in. I'm I'm speaking to everybody listening who can hear my voice. We need to kind of be more adults, I think, and really try to critically think in our best ways possible, and really not autopilot ourselves. And like that's that's my message put, right now. I agree. You have to and always be you thinking. To, you have to, you have to always yourself... think about things. <laughs> yeah, and you have to be in the situation where you're in. Like this is not the situation. We're not. 50 years ago we're not 60 this is what we're this is where we are now and that's why you can look back and make these kind of you know observations and even judgment i mean my biggest judgment on the thing is is the age thing i still have that same judgment today so that's not that's that is not that has not changed for me so that's not you know that's not the thing but if you're looking back at how other people felt about it then yeah different how other people felt about how women are treated different she probably wasn't treated that much differently than a lot of other women were treated i was like if priscilla did not marry elvis she could have just as easily married a different poor 24 year old man who hits her worse like that was (laughs) a a completely reasonably possible thing to happen that's where we're gonna come to the uh, conclusion oh god i i say if you ask priscilla are you glad you met elvis do you think she'd say no no, I think she'd say yes. She had to. I mean, would yeah. you have traded? Would I mean? Would you rather be Priscilla, what a Pr- Priscilla Presley, whatever you're known as now, like with your, your whole life having been with all that, or would you have rather stayed in that town and taken your chances there? I, I mean, I think she made the right decision to go with it, and then she made the right decision and the mature decision to leave while she could. I, despite not having much agency in the movie, I do agree with most of Priscilla's choices. <laughs> Yeah, at the ripe old age of 25, she decided to make that choice. That's about the time when your brain sets into place and you're exactly. like, yeah, I, I, I know who I am now and this is not what I want. And that's all she needed. She just needed okay. to figure that out. And she made it. She made it out. So yeah. she drives out of the gates. That little song's playing. Priscilla comes up and Nicole turns to me and says, what was the point of that? So uh, <laughs> I'm going to well, turn to you guys. Well, your dad turned to me and said, uh, oh, did this movie just end? <laughs> it did uh i think our review is just about to end um yeah. mama k you're recommending priscilla one last thing jacob alordi way too tall to play elvis in this movie sorry oh we didn't even talk about him at all he was okay i, I performance he did okay he as elvis but he, he went too tall um not not amazing perfect on but not like annoyingly bad or distracting no, he, he was fine. fine yeah uh this is not one of my favorites from her uh, I had to, I had, there was a lot of thinking going on in this movie and it probably kept me awake. So, um, probably <laughs> first of a couple of movie. Yeah. That's not going to recommend this one mm-hmm. based on acting, honestly, based on really? acting. Kaylee. Yeah. So, I mean, I think people are saying she's good. Like I, I, I don't think, I think she played the role well for, but I don't think she was special, but I think people are like, Oh, she's like especially good, but uh, no. Mm. Uh, I disagree. I... It was tough. Um, <laughs> it was tough. 
I think I think I'm gonna say yes, actually. All right, because um, I think it's a it's a good precursor to the other Elvis film. Like I'm I'm happy that it came out afterwards because I think it just brought a different life to the other Elvis movie. Like he kind of fleshed it out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, he dealt with so much shit, mm-hmm. and people just taking advantage of him, and I think that that makes more sense, knowing that that's what he becomes after watching this. Um, I don't think I really cared for the actress that much. I thought she was kind of boring. Yeah. Um, and I thought that, uh, that the uh, actor playing Elvis was okay. Um, but I think this is a palatable movie for most people. I would say yes. Yeah, I'm gonna recommend this too. Uh, it's an it's in for me. It's like a pretty enjoyable watch. Like I was pretty engaged. Um, I, I wasn't really ever even though it's a sleepy Sofia Coppola movie. I was not bored. Which I there's she made this yeah. fucking one where it's like Edward Furlong sitting by a pool for an hour. And it's just God, God damn it. Why are we do I hate when you do this? But no, this is not like that. That's the scenes are engaging. Like there's some good I didn't even mention like the Vegas montage where like it's kind of there's some it's very it feels very classic fade ins the roulette wheel spinning the bottles are popping mm. and it's it's she just she's a good filmmaker and I wish her movies had a point to Nicole's point. <laughs> but uh, you know I I would rather watch pretty things that are at least you know moderately entertaining than than a bad a bad thing altogether so i'm recommending this for a sofia coppola movie it's on the it's on the good side for me so two recommends for priscilla one not recommend uh, like a like a fence not recommend but but still yeah. a not recommend uh so right. we've got uh, what do we got coming up uh, we're gonna wrap back around to elemental uh we finally caught pixar! up with that we missed our pixar in the summer but we got we got that and then because i think wish is coming down the pike i'm a little yep skeptical afraid but i you know i open mind open heart pixar's Fooled me in good and bad ways before, so more good than bad typically, though. And then uh, holdovers, we're gonna do the holdovers. I wasn't sure if we were going to, but it's playing yeah, near enough are. of us. So yeah. I'm excited for Alexander Payne's The Holdovers. He's done uh, what's his big movie, Election. Um, what's another? He did Downsizing recently, which is was not popular, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one. This looks good. Paul Giamatti, I like that guy. And uh, yeah, yeah see, we're we're in the thick of Oscar season, so all, pretty much everything coming out now is either uh, a blockbuster. I don't know if we're gonna go back to the MCU. We're kind of done with that, right? We don't need to do Marvels. Do you want to do the Marvels until they fix it? Yeah. Mm, <laughs> I, I mean, I am gonna see Cap Four, but I I don't know, man. Yeah, we'll 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 see what our schedule's like. We're not gonna promise anything. Exactly. In the meantime, things to recommend to us: films with the women in my life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore Pod Host, and you can email the show with questions, suggestions, all that crap. Films with the women at gmail dot com. All right, thank you guys for being on for Priscilla. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bye. Right, bye. <laughs> Till next time, this is Brennan signing off, saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, 
and on Twitter at FilmsWomenPod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.